We have so much tragedy in our world, and we seem to have had more than our share over the past several months and weeks uh, around the world with hurricanes that just seem to continue to devastate areas, earthquakes that create such tremendous devastation. And then here, even in our own church family, tremendous times of tragedy and, and loss. In those times, I don't have all the answers, and, and it, it breaks my heart when I, I try to minister to folks, and, and I know they're wanting me to, to have some profound thing to say, and I, I just don't. So I go with what I know. Our God still reigns. And this passage of Scripture describes both of those realities, how we live in a world that is broken and hurting, but how our God has the answer for that hurt and brokenness. Again, it's found here in this familiar passage of Scripture, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Christ turns this life around. And that's a good thing. Because where we are headed, we don't want to go. Last week, we started a series called Game Changer. We're looking at several different ways that Paul describes in his letter to the Romans how Jesus changes the game, how he literally changes everything in our world. Last week, we saw he changes the game in temptation. This week, the change that Jesus makes is literally a life and death matter. First, the Bible gives us the bad news. We, in our sin, are headed for death. Now, we understand that physically, even though we don't want to talk about it, even though we don't like to admit it. We open the newspaper every day, and there the obituaries remind us that this life isn't permanent. It doesn't last forever. But the problem is it's even worse than that. And Paul sums it up in this deceptively simple phrase, the wages of sin is death. The word that the Bible uses here for wages, it came out of military terminology. Originally, it meant something like our word provision. It was what was given to the soldier for their rations, to, to see them through. And, and typically, it was pretty meager. They typically got a little bit of bread, a little bit of meat, a little bit of salt, just enough to, to get them prepared for battle and get them through the next day because folks understood what the life of a soldier typically meant. Being a soldier was a hard life that typically ended with death on the battlefield. And Paul uses that familiar concept to describe the payment that sin provides for us. As one commentator describes it, there's no waffling around what the Bible says here. You either accept it or you don't. It is an exact change. The payment for sin is death. We looked at temptation last week, and that's not what temptation says. The front end of sin looks so much different. Temptation promises us fulfillment and happiness and joy and power and prestige, all the things that we, we think we want so desperately. 
But what we get in the end could not be more different. The wages of sin is death. Nobody likes getting scammed. From the files of one of our local news uh, television stations, here's a few examples of some scams that have been floating around over the past few days. Mariana Phillips found herself out $1,500 after two men stopped by her house claiming to be asphalt workers, and they uh, said they had been on a job, they had a little asphalt left over. Uh, would she like them to use that to seal the cracks in her driveway? And uh, She thought that would be a good deal, so she paid them $300, but instead of sealing the cracks in her driveway, they just dumped their extra asphalt right there in the middle of her street. Some of it splashing up on her car, doing $1,200 worth of damage. Another example, the Lawrence County clerk reports that several people in that area have been receiving phone calls claiming that they owed money to the clerk's office. One man, believing what he was told, paid $300, but unfortunately the money didn't go to the county. The money went into the pockets of the folks who were perpetrating the scam. Don and Shirley Noyes from Highlandville thought they were talking to their grandson on the telephone. He claimed to be in jail and needed $2,000 to pay for his bail. Their grandson then put them in touch with his attorney who told the Noyes to go to Walmart, purchase some money cards which they could Send to this man claiming to be the attorney, but don't tell anybody about it, he told them, because it might hurt their grandson's upcoming case. They are now out $2,000, but they are grateful that their grandson was never in jail. No one likes a scam. Authorities caution that we should always be skeptical with claims that we hear over the phone or from somebody that we don't know. Ask some questions, double-check to be sure, and when it sounds too good to be true, hang up, because it probably is. Paul warns about the greatest scam of all. Sin promises good times, fun Wealth, popularity, power. But it only pays one thing. The wages of sin is death. Don't fall for it. Instead, realize the gift that only God can give. The death Paul describes here is more than just physical death. Now that's included, but the word that he uses describes a separation from God. And it's a separation that only Christ is able to fix. And that's the rest of the story. God does something here that only God is able to do. Paul describes it. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Sin pays. It's in the contract. And when we sin, ultimately we receive exactly what we have earned. 
Sin pays, but God gives. It's not a debt. God doesn't owe us anything. But what He gives is more than we can imagine. He gives us life. And as the creator of life, He's the only one qualified to do that. And this is not just life. It is life eternal. It's a life that lasts forever. A life that cannot be taken away even by physical death. And it's not just that life lasts forever. It is eternal life in Christ. Everything good, everything merciful, everything wonderful that we know about Jesus, you will know in this life we have in Him. And it's not just life for someday in the sweet by and by. Because Jesus makes this promise in Matthew 28. He's talking to His followers and to us. And here's what He says. He says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. He is with us always. He will be with you in eternity. We look forward to that. We look forward to that day in glory. But He is with you right now. A few weeks ago on our Wednesday night study, we went through a, a study by Jefferson Bethke that had the subtitle, God has something big planned for you. I like that. The thesis of that whole study was that that knowing Jesus is not just about going to heaven. It certainly is that, but it is so much more. God has something big planned for you right now. A few weeks ago, the news associations let out the word that Monty Hall had passed away. You remember Monty Hall, the the guy that used to be the, the spokesperson for the game show Let's Make a Deal. I think it's in syndication now, but it was so much better when Monty Hall was doing it. You, you remember how that would work. Uh, there were people all dressed up in costumes, and they'd, they'd come down, and Monty Hall would ask the contestants, do you want what's mine, door number one or door number two? And each door had hidden some kind of prize behind. One door, there might be a, a trip to Hawaii. And then behind another door, there might be an old tire prize affectionately known as the Zonk. Made for fun television, watching contestants trying to choose which door to pick. What would it have been like if they'd have taken away the doors? What if Monty Hall would have asked the contestant, hey, do you want a free trip to Hawaii or this old worn-out tire? Well, it wouldn't have made for very good television, but it would have made the choice obvious. And Monty would have been stuck with a bunch of old tires. This passage of Scripture rips away the door. We have choices in life. Sin presents to us this amazing, wonderful temptation that everything will be better, everything will be great. If you just make this one compromise, you'll have everything that you want. But when you take that door away, all there is behind it is death. Separation from God. 
but in Jesus. We have everlasting life. And so the Bible rips away the door and lets us see very clearly what our choice truly is. Now, Satan tries to work really hard to obscure that choice, to try to make temptation look like much more than it is, look like anything other than it is, just a scam. We need to see not only the devastating results of sin, But we also need to see the wonders of God's great gift. And we need to help others see it as well. We live in a world where people are desperately seeking something. Something to make the hurt go away. Something to make their life right. And they hear that call of temptation that promises so much. We need to tear the door away. Let them see exactly what that really is. But then let them see bright and clear the glorious truth that we know in Jesus Christ. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Heavenly Father, this morning, tear down the doors. Because the choice should be very, very clear. Satan tries to deceive us. You know that. You you have showed us in your word that he's a, a liar, a deceiver. He would make us think that somehow sin would give to us all kinds of treasures and wonders when that's just not true. Help us to see the truth of this simple yet powerful passage of Scripture that the wages of sin is death. But God, you don't leave it there because you throw open your door. To let us see that in Christ we have everlasting life. God, make us see that. Help us realize that and help us share that truth with a world that desperately needs to hear. For it is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.